previously on The Mortal Path. The only person who seemed quite so invested in Peleth being locked up was Avalir, which I never understood because as far as I was aware, from what little I knew and what little I honestly cared about at that point after everything, they seemed to be getting along better than ever. Mm, it's because he's a cunt. Well, yes. And she's gullible. So, in well, all honesty, yeah. if he's being nicer to her, I should imagine he was trying to set her up for something. Why yeah. on earth he would have anything to do with any of this, I don't care enough to ask. I have met his sister. Yeah. She's still around, then? Uh, here and there. Like I said, I am very, very much out of that particular scene for my own emotional, mental, and physical well-being. I mean, I guess... That she's gone to Sindarium because, like, what's that thing with the with the flame? Is the what's the really bad guys now? Uh, the dozen. The dozen. Yeah, because the dozen are clearly involved at this point, aren't they? Why don't we go and ask the dozen? Oh yeah, let's do that. Ooh. <laughs> Nat, you've got a funny colour. One does not simply. <laughs> 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 wow, it's it's seen bean. <laughs> no, that means that's gonna die. Oh no! Oh, death flags. Oh no! They, they are rather difficult to find. They they find you. Hmm. Of course, there is somebody else involved in all of this. Avalia. You know, the second that this hand touches you, that it is Avalia. Also, because he leans down and goes, "Well, well, well." Fancy seeing you here again. Guess you're living upstairs for real now. <laughs> Don't fancy giving me another tour, do you? So, uh, as you may have seen from our tweets and our Twitters and stuff, we are moving away from 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. This is uh, difficult because mechanics are hard and what we are trying to do is to actually remove the undercarriage of 5th edition from the main campaign of the Mortal Path rather than just repaint it and repackage it. So it takes time and work and also we're very democratic so we have to discuss every single point multiple times as a group before we can put anything into play which just means that until the end of the Hopewell arc we're going to be trialing different parts of mechanical systems to cover what we actually use mechanically from 5th edition D&D in the game, which, if you are a regular listener, you will know is barely any. And the little that we do use is rarely <laughs> correct. So, uh, on one hand, not very hard. On the other hand, very difficult. So this week, from now on, we're going to be trialing a new ability check, skill system. We're going to have a static DC, uh, which we will get into as we get there, but we'll have a crit fail and a, and a crit success at 1 in 20. And then we'll have three degrees of fail, mixed success and success between those that again, when the rolls come up, we'll get into. 
Um, we've rejigged some stats, so we had a couple of characters who had a particularly high stat because it was part of spellcasting, which never came out in roleplay, so we're not using that anymore, so there's been a little kind of uh, reimagining of how the stats actually fit the characters rather than the other way around. And also we are doing a sense to, to cover the idea of proficiencies in 5th edition D&D. We've got some extra bonuses for a couple of core things the, the individual characters are good at and a couple of minuses for things that they are not so good at. So there's also some rolling penalties here um, to, to get to grips with. So you'll have to excuse us as we uh, befuddle our way through this and, and hopefully it will make for a smoother, fun listening and uh, have more narrative dynamic rather than me telling people to roll things so that I can think. So let's see how it goes. So the three of you are in the Laughing Cat. It's evening times. You've spent your day talking to ghosts and generally making trouble about town. And Avalir has just appeared very sneakily, put his hands on Nerium's shoulders and leaned in. What are the three of you doing? I'm going to watch and see how this plays out. Uh, yeah. Nat is going to, I think, just just tense up and um, be ready to act if necessary, but follow Nerium's lead. Not not follow Nerium's lead all no, the way. No, you don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> let me just be very clear. Nerium is going to uh, invisibly steal herself for this unpleasant interaction and go, Avalia. I've been thinking about you since I last saw you. Have you? Well, that's interesting. I've been thinking about you too. Also about the uh, rather unkind predicament you left me in last time. I know. I. Well, I hope that won't sour uh, what we've begun because I, I think I was just overwhelmed. I'm. I hate <laughs> to say this, Avalia. I think it's very possible you just awakened something in me. <laughs> Oof. Tries not to vomit. <laughs> I know. Aval I'm sorry. Av Avalia grins in the most like smug, self-satisfied way, and he leans in and he like presses a kiss to your temple, and he goes, "Don't worry, love. They all say that." So you up for another round then? Oh, absolutely. Do you want to do that here now? You got somewhere better in mind? Well, I was just wondering. If there was somewhere where we were a bit less likely to be, um, heard. He kind of, like, pulls back a little bit and he, like, looks at you, like, raising an eyebrow. And he goes, you've never had a problem with that here before. I was thinking more in terms of your reputation outside the bedroom. And the things I'm planning to do to you. Let me show you something, Avalia. And I'm going to lean... We're in a fairly dark corner. Yeah, you're in your favourite I-can-do-crimes-here corner of the laughing cat. <laughs> I'm going to take out my dagger and just sort of drag it across my hand enough to make it bleed. Okay, anime, uh -huh. love it. Yeah, and then I'm going to lay my hand on it and do my healing word thing. Oh, oh draw, shit! Draw my okay. hand away and say... I think that's got a lot of potential, don't you? That is very interesting. All right, what have you got in mind then? 
I mean, I haven't been back long. I was assuming you'd have all kinds of secret hideaways that we might be suitable. I might have a couple. I'm not usually one to share locations, though. Seeing as they take time and money and effort to set up and keep quiet. I know. If you think it might be worth it, though. You're going to have to make me a roll here. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking, if we do murder him, probably best not on the cat's premises. Probably no. for the best, <laughs> yeah. Natural 20! Ooh, ooh! A natural 20 on your first roll? Yes. Oh, big winner. Okay. <laughs> it is here. It is on my sparkly dice. I'm not even kidding. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah, so that's in our in our DC, static DC, that is a critical success. Uh, ah! So Avalia kind of, he kind of like rearranges his cloak a little bit uh, in a, in a <laughs> slightly telling oh! way. Oh, his cloak. Now, I really wish they didn't just pretend we... Why don't they know we're sitting here? It, it's okay. <laughs> It'll be over soon. <laughs> Avalia like looks over to Taro and Nat and he winks in the most like awful, sleazy way and he's like, I'll be borrowing your friend here for a bit. I'm going to push away whatever food that I was packing up <laughs> yep. before this. No, I have that, Nat. Are you done? <laughs> sure. Yeah. He puts his hand on, like, the nape of Nerium's neck um, and starts to lead you out of the laughing cat. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Taro? Yeah? I believe I've got enough control over my invisibility i can make both of us invisible and we can leave follow. this conversation <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> no, not the conversation's already over they're, they're leaving but we, we'd follow and we'd well whenever nerium signaled using the 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 brainial whatsapp we'd be there to assist <laughs> what sorry <laughs> i don't nah i oh sh- she's not actually going to do well I I don't know how far she's going to go but the reason like we're trying to get information out of him right oh yeah (laughs) because he might have knowledge about stuff this is the this is a plan this is a scheme yes it's a scheme this is I thought this might be like a side hustle I I it's a scheme okay alright I'm in let's go invisible my read on the situation was very wrong (laughs) Let's let's leave the cat first, and like find an alley, become invisible, and then follow them, so we don't attract attention. Okay. I'm saying this all very quietly. Yep, you're in your crime corner. Yeah. It's fine. This this area is all designed to muffle sound, um, and hide from lip reading, and and yeah, it's the best table. It's in, got this big fucking egg cartons on the wall. <laughs> it's got like really high booth diner seats and everything. Um, so it's COVID secure. Yeah, the two of you leave the cat. Uh, you're, I think you're both going to also have to make me some kind of like sneaking stealth type roll to get into an alleyway in a relatively busy part of the low lanes. This is kind of like a revelry area. So there's quite a lot of people milling around inside, outside, drinking, laughing, talking to go in there and then cast some magic in a, mm-hmm. in a kind of low magic-y situation. Um, what are you going to roll for me? What are you kind of doing in this situation to not be spotted? Do we both roll or should one person like lead the action? What do you think? What would you rather? I'd be up for leading the action because Nat has canonically done stuff similar to this in Sindari. Yeah, totally. And so if I roll a dex and 
I think this is something that is skillful at. Mm-hmm. So a dex plus two. Yep. Which gives me a total of plus six. I'd agree with that. Ooh, a three. <laughs> so three plus six is nine. Which lands in the mixed okay. success. Mixed rating. success. Interesting. Okay. So our mixed success dynamic is from eight to 13. So. So here, just for the listeners, Yubi could choose anything. Uh, they could say that we succeed, but there's a complication. Um, they could offer us a devil's bargain. They could give us a choice of two things. Mm-hmm. Anything from any of the systems we've used. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, we can late. do that. Just really, just steal, steal gleefully, gleefully, gleefully. <laughs> what the hell am yep. I saying? Uh, our new game is every game we've ever played and the bits we remember and like. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think what happens is the two of you go into this alleyway. You wait for a moment. You're like kind of peering around a little bit. You're kind of like faking having a conversation type thing, so it looks a bit more like you know maybe you're just doing maybe a slightly dodgy deal so people aren't really looking um and you cast the spell and as you do you hear a little kind of like of like a cloak or some material from above you and you didn't think to look up at like the rooftops at any time and so you're not sure who saw you but you you're pretty sure somebody did just see you both turn invisible and then disappear okay Okay, that's... Well, I'm sure that won't be a problem. Yeah, there's no way that'll come back to bite us. No. Let's let's quickly follow before we lose track of Neri. Yeah. Yeah, let's... let's... <laughs> I mean, I imagine Avalir and I are stealthing pretty hard, so... Yeah, yeah so I think we're probably not going to roll for this because... That's what you call it these days. Wink, wonk. Um, so, yeah, so Avalir is... is keeping his hand very kind of firmly on the back of your nape because he's practically steering you and mm-hmm. he's doing this this when you sneak because you're very small and you're very compact your sneaking is much more kind of like you know shadows alleyways um mm. things to move around really in places where people aren't looking avalier is very very good at blending in and out of crowds he has and as you're kind of walking with him people don't even seem to kind of see him like walking alongside them or around him he's got a real ability to just kind of move in and out of crowds he starts to lead you more into the uh lower areas of the lower lane heading out a bit more towards the outskirts of hopewell um i'm going to say that the reason that you two are actually following is because you can sense nerium's magic so after like a few seconds you lose them in a crowd but you can still almost like a little sonar beep you can tell where yeah. Nerium is. So you're kind of following that imprint of Nerium's magic rather than actually being able to see them because both Avalir and Nerium are very good at sneaking around. <laughs> and after yeah. maybe about like a 20 minute walk in which you think Nerium, he's actually led you in a couple of like yeah. forward backward circles around, you do arrive at this very kind of crowded, cramped, very um very badly maintained alleyway with overhanging shop fronts that are all boarded up and he kind of pauses against the wall of one of these and presses his his like fingers to like a brick that goes in and the wall itself opens and turns like a full 360 turn into like a solid wall (laughs) again and you are inside like some fucking scooby-doo shit some fucking scooby-doo shit here and you are inside a 
very small cramped wooden building but there is a trapdoor in the far corner that he like gestures his head toward because this is like the inside of like a tiny warehouse it's full of broken boxes and chairs this is not the place to get down with it you will get tetanus here but he does gesture <laughs> to a trapdoor in the corner cool <laughs> um yeah should have thought of the secret door thing too late now let's follow he Fuck. goes over to the trapdoor opens it up there's no kind of squeaking there's no kind of crunching of old metal and wood it's clearly you know often used and yeah. well kept um, and there's a little like staircase going down and much much like the hideout in the caves it's pretty nicely built you can see there's some light flickering at the bottom and as he leads you down the stairs it's like a very small one bedroom flat type situation again relatively neat and tidy very clearly Avaliers. there's like a mix of of things that he's clearly lifted so um, a couple of bits of jewelry in a certain box there's some kind of packages that you recognize from some of like the upper circle shops there are some where you can see that he has been putting forgeries of things into parcels which were probably then going to go and be delivered it's kind of a mm-hmm. general mid to low crime type hangout nothing too serious there's no bodies strung up or anything looks like forgery petty theft maybe where you would like store stuff to move it on uh, but there is a bed in the corner table and yep. chairs see i'm just realizing i didn't pick up any restraints before we left but that was obviously part of the plan and uh he i don't know if he has any here <laughs> you can always ask <laughs> Um, what we could do is, um, if if people are hour. if people are, uh, <laughs> are amicable to it, um, is we could implement again. We did it with Taro in the um, uh, Labrys heist. Is implement yeah. where you have a couple of inventory slots where if you yeah. would have thought to get something but you didn't say it in canon, you can use those slots to say I have this thing. I'm going to say at the very least, Nerium has a length of silk rope. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, you, professional. you knew what you were getting into. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so so much like the Blaze system, we'll, we'll set it at like maybe like three. You've each got three inventory slots, um, which will refresh every every day. So you get three a day in which like if you're in a situation, um, I'm putting an arbitrary like clamp <laughs> on it for the minute. If we don't need it, I'll lift it. But for now, I'll just say three a day. Do we like reach a wall? And yeah. We're like- Wait, what? Yeah, so you get into this like side alley, you reach this this brick building that doesn't seem to have windows or doors, in fact, as you're kind of peering around it. It's pretty flush against the other buildings. There's not really space to wriggle down the sides of it. There's a solid brick wall, and that that magic imprint is like kind of below you. All right, dead end, I guess. Did, did we miss a door? I think the point where I realize uh, there's a magic door... I would be aware and alert so that once we got into the room, which is obviously where we were staying, I'd be on the magic WhatsApp if I can. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I'd be like, fuck, magic door. Ah, there's a brick. You press a brick. It's uh, on the lower left-hand side. There's a lot of bricks here. I know, just keep pressing them. I don't want to be left alone in here. That's fine. Poke, 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 poke. And then there's a trap door, and and I need you in in there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I mean, save that for uh, what's his face. That no, God, not if I can help it, please. Uh, Avalia has started undressing. You uh, start kind of 
like fumbling. Yubi <laughs> starts a clock. I withdraw my sexy silk rope and like flick it round in a couple of quick shibari knots and go. Love it. Great. Oh, I'm just planning what I'm going to do to you. Today, I'm going to take my time on this one. (laughs) Thank God for all my layers, you know? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Because Nerium's told you about this, like, you know, like magical brick, now that you are kind of focusing on that, you do sense a very, very faint aura of magic from from one of them. And Nat, I guess, is is kind of leading it. So Nat kind of presses it. And it, again, presses in. And the, the wall does that 360 spin to let you into the building. Now, I can't believe they did magic for this. They could have just... It's a fairly rudimentary contraption. They could have just made it out of mechanisms, right? Well, you'd have to... They'd have to make it all, like, fake bricks and put, like, a a pole down the middle and make it turn. I I don't know if it's rudimentary. But this is a low-magic world, (laughs) Nat. It costs a lot of money to get a wizard. you know, I've got a feeling it's less low-magic since we were last here. You might be right. Uh, anyway, that looks the like... The wizards are everywhere. It's an infestation. Now let's get down this trap door. Yeah. Can we go sneakily for this one? Yeah. You're, I think in this case, you're both going to have to make me rolls here. This is not a thing that somebody can lead. You're both individually okay. trying to be quiet. I don't think I'm especially sneaky, so I think I'll only take a plus four on this one for my dexterity. Okay. I don't think I'm like trained at stealthing. No. I think, in fact, canonically, we've said that you are relatively clumsy. Vespa's much better, but you are relatively... Why don't we take a minus two? Well, let's go for two, then, because I think, like, yeah. Naru okay. can do dexterous things, but is like, we've said he's clumsy, so yeah. I think that's more of, a, like, a hand dexterity thing, so... I think so, yeah. Nat got a 19. 19, very nice, success. I got a 12. 12, mixed success. Okay. So I think what happens here is as you are opening the trapdoor, Nat goes first. Nat is, is still kind of like in the lead here. Trapdoor opens silently. Nat's got a bit of expertise in getting in and out of areas quite quietly. And again, this is, it's nicely made. A lot of the things you're seeing here, especially in the criminal type stuff, again, this little staircase, you notice again that mark, that Sindarian cranks mark with like, Ooh. yeah, again, like proper, like good, workmanship on like a mechanical scale which is not native to Hopewell that's clearly been imported and as you are starting to like descend the staircase very slowly and quietly Caro <laughs> I think this. it's an artisanal trapdoor yeah it is you know <laughs> <laughs> um, Taro as you are kind of like reaching out to like steady yourself I think you put your hand on like a rusty nail and it cuts your Ooh. palm and that breaks your invisibility because you take damage. So um, we'll say you take an arbitrary, like one hit point worth of damage, but you, your invisibility is broken. You are suddenly visible on this like staircase trapdoor with a small cut in your palm. But no one's heard him yet. No one's heard him yet, but you're no longer invisible. Oh, Taro. Do you want to just go first? I'll, I'll hang out back here. Yeah. I'll come down when I hear a noise or whatever. Do a signal. Do like a bird noise or something. Yeah, I, I think I think you'll get the signal. Okay, okay. I think there'll be a lot of noise. <laughs> Okay, I will go down the the stairs. How how unarmed is Avalia? How restrained is Avalia? Well, I was going to say Avalia is in the process of de-panting, but if you'd like him to already be restrained, that is up to you, pal. I mean, I'm definitely keen to get him restrained sooner rather than later, but it's up to you how... I mean, Shibari takes a while. 
It, well, it does. How professional are you being in this situation? I mean, less than I would normally. It's it's like a it's a boxer situation, which does not leave much to the imagination at all at this point. <laughs> um, but you you have started on the restraints when Nat you kind of like peer into the room, and like this is the view that you get. Oh my. Okay, I'm going to say that I have at least got his wrist tied behind his back. Uh, yep, that's fine. And also, I think you can kind of, now that, that Nat's close and you are on high alert, mm-hmm. you can sense that, that Nat is at the doorway and Taro is above because you kind of have this like magic heat signal type ability. At least for the three of you, you kind of know where you are when you're close to each other. Okay, I am going to walk till I'm standing behind him where I'm tying his wrists. And I'm going to take an end of the rope and run it across his neck and just sort of mm-hmm. pull his head back against me and say... Okay, he's into it. You know, Avalir, I know you uh, explored this kind of thing with Peleth. Did you ever uh, explore some of her other talents, like the tarot reading? All of her card shit? Are you kidding me? I don't believe in stuff like that. No, so I suppose, really, you wouldn't be very familiar with tarot cards. No, I mean, I've... I've seen a settle too. Know what a Yu-Gi-Oh card is? Fuck yeah! Fuck sorry, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Um, don't know why I got that made that mistake. Uh, I must be distracted. I would be interested then in how easily you were able to identify that that flame card that you found of hers. He kind of like rolls his eyes and like his head's like tilted back to look at you, and he goes, "Come on, we're not going to talk about this again, are we? I've already told you everything." Oh, I think you'll do whatever I tell you in this room. You have got to work on your dirty talk, Nerium. Yeah, okay, it's a work in progress. All right, fine. Uh, I will work on the next bit, and now he, I will pull the rope. So it is actually across his neck, so I can haul him back at any point if I need to, and then okay. I'll get his ankles uh, secured. <laughs> okay, yep. Basically like a sort of kneeling hog tie. I don't know how okay. old the people who listen to this podcast are, and I'm increasingly <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, yes. I, I, I can only say that you started, continued, and 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 kept this situation going. He has his boxes on, but he is he is tied up. Can we at least put a bit in the middle bit about the importance of consent and how this is not professional and you don't do it like this? This is not okay, gang. Don't do, it is not don't okay. do BDSM don't do like Nerium. It's bad. Yeah, don't do it like Nerium no. is doing right now. Nerium knows that she is not adhering to the rules of BDSM. She is. This is a this is a murder. Not we're doing a, a crime, is what we're doing. We're doing a crime. Yes. crime we're doing a crime. Okay. Yes. Cool. We are, at the very least, a set of morally ambiguous individuals. If the last Listen, couple of episodes, Tara's kind. Tara just has some bad friends. Are we the baddies? Uh huh. Tara came with the bad lot, and uh, it's not his fault. I mean, to be fair, Taro is like three years old, so you know. <laughs> yeah. There's, I there's, mean, it's probably best know. he's not seeing this then. Yeah. That's true. Am I still within my WhatsApp um, brain? No, you've used your minute. Well, he can't see me. Oh, I can't see Nat. I mean, Nat. So Nat is right in front of him, and I think she's been very slowly over the last like minute or two while you've been tying it up, drawing her sword. Okay. Like, so it's really quiet. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she's preparing for whenever, like, it's appropriate to <laughs> set it aflame and come out of invisibility. And so there's probably, like, some magical buildup occurring 
which you might be able to sense. So would I roughly be able to tell where Nat is? Yes, you can tell that Nat's by the door. Okay, can I, from behind Avada, so he can't see my lips moving, use message? Mm-hmm, yes. Okay, I'm going to message Nat in the approximate direction and say, Nat, I don't know what to ask him. What the, what's the main thing I need to ask this fucker? It's me, Yubi. No longer your DM, but still your friend. Thank you so much for listening to our show. This is very exciting because this is episode 62, which is where we move off of, we move off of the uh, fifth edition framework and we take our first baby steps out into the unknown of our own system. Now, we've recorded a couple of episodes since. Um, it's tricky to do what we are attempting to do, but we are working it out on the go. As uh, Ed tweeted, um, we are the only podcast perhaps with patch notes because we think it's kind of fun to do this in real time and for you to kind of see what we're trying out. And also we just don't really have the time to do this off air without pausing the show and we don't want to do that. So y'all are gonna get to hear us try out new bits of systems and see what works and keep the story going it might mean that there's occasional unbalanced ep but i realize but i am confident in the players and myself in order to keep a good story going so thank you to everyone who is listening to us hope you're enjoying this i would also like to say a huge thank you to everybody who has left us an itunes review it is very simple to do itunes is still one of the number one ways people listen to podcasts but if you listen to our podcast on any other podcaster app most of them will have a way in which you can rate our show or leave a comment it really helps us out the algorithms love it they absolutely adore when you interact with our content. So thank you so much to everybody who takes time to leave us an iTunes review or leave us a review on any other site, podcatcher app, anything like that. And of course, to all the people who tweet about us or tweet to us and who tumble about us or who do any other engagement with social media. Again, it so, so helps us out. It really helps spread the word. There is nothing more genuine than you enjoying the show and letting people know. And honest reviews from you are way more effective than us repeatedly tweeting about ourselves. So huge thank you to everybody who tells people about us. We'd also like to say, of course, a huge thank you to Orion and company who have been handling transcripts for us for a while now. We have at least the first 10 episodes transcribed, which is incredible, and more on the way. So a huge thank you to everybody who has done a transcript for us or who's currently working on one. We are so, so grateful. I'd also like to remind you about our two affiliates. We have, first and foremost, The Secret Cat Shop, which is thesecretcatshop.co.uk. They sell dice, pins, t-shirts, a whole lot of other accessories, minis, love the minis. And they're an amazing UK shop. They're a small business, which we're very into. And they have very kindly given us a code, TheMortalPath10, all one word, 10 as one zero, and capitals for the TMP. And with that, you can get 10% off. And that is incredibly cool. So go and check out their wares. I love their minis especially. 
And you can also check out our second affiliate, dandice.co.uk. Dandice specialise in dice, but they do also sell a whole range of dice accessories, including some very cool like metallic dice and a whole range of really beautiful acrylic alchemy sets, which are very cost effective and are gorgeous. There's one called uh, Quasar Questa, which in my heart are always the mortal path dice because they're purple and sparkly and I love them. They have a flat worldwide international shipping rate and free UK shipping. And you can use our code mortal dice, all one word, all capitals for 10% off there as well. So get yourself some really cool stuff. If you want to get more really cool stuff, check out our Patreon. Most of our content is released free to the public after a month. So even if you're not in a position to support us on the Patreon, you should still go check it out because there'll be loads of behind the scene content, including diary entries, music, maps, behind the scenes, all sorts of really cool stuff that you'll be able to go and check out for free anyway. And we wrote it for people to read it. So please go and read it because that would be a very, very cool. If you do want to support us, we are incredibly grateful for the fact that we have very nearly actually paid off our hosting costs for this year. So that's our Podbean and our WordPress for our site and actually getting the episodes up on the air. We are so, so grateful for that. It's really incredible for that to have gone the way that it has gone. So thank you. Go and check it out. We'd also like to say, of course, a huge thank you to Rachel Graff, who wrote our theme tune. She also recently um, put up a post on our Patreon talking about the music that she did for our Quest campaign. So that's another reason that you should go check it out, because it is a very cool. You can check out her site at www.rachelgraff.com. That's Graff with two Fs, so G-R-A-F-F dot com. It will link to her Bandcamp, where you can listen to all of her Mortal Path music in its fun little albums. And yeah, you should check her out because it's very, very cool. And what she has done is incredible. Okay, I'll let you get back to the show. It gets, uh, it gets pretty buck wild, I think I'm allowed to say. like you to make me the equivalent of a perception check okay so just trying to think of like would this be like whether i have like the wisdom to be alert in this situation to be looking out for things or whether i'm like distracted yeah are you on like high alert or are you kind of like on on not really paying attention i think i'm gonna roll wisdom to see which one i'm on okay cool that's what i'm gonna do so i've got two in wisdom That's a 17, so I think I'm on pretty high alert. I'm on edge. You're on pretty high alert. Yeah. You hear a little creak from the wooden roof above you. And that creak is the sound you think of a foot and like a a wooden like beam kind of resting. It's very quiet. You if you weren't listening so intently for a signal from down below, you don't think you would have you would have heard it or thought of it as anything other than buildings settling in the night but that's very much a foot to uh, heel to toe of wood above you uh oh uh-huh. shit is there like any what What does the roof the ceiling look like in the room I'm in it's one of those like classic type um, like a French chalet type thing so it's like wooden beams across but then with some some broader support beams like that kind of a yeah. style so it's wooden brick 
walls. There's no windows. There's no door. Wooden brick. Sorry. No, wood and brick. Oh, wood and brick. No, I said wooden brick, but I meant brick. Yeah. Oh. No. I like that you tried to help me, but I did say wooden I'm brick, sorry. and I yes. did just mean bricks. Yeah. Do I get a point of inspiration? You could make a wooden um, brick. There's you could make a wooden you. brick, right? Brick is like, you know, you could have a concrete. Well, brick yeah. is a state of mind. Yeah. I love to think they made a real brick wall and magicked it, and then the rest of it they made out of fake wooden bricks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's cost cutting. Um, no, so the the all the walls are brick. There's no windows. There's no door. But the floor and the ceiling are wood. the The wood is like a little bit rotted, not necessarily in danger of falling through, but just not well tended. Same with the the rooftop. There's a couple of like tiny little bits when you look up where you there are like holes. You think it's like a flat roof that's not had like shingles. Or like not shingles, shale. What's it called? Is it called shingles? No, yeah, shingles. roof. Yeah, that's right. Thing. Tiles. Yeah, like tiles. Yeah, it's like a flat roof, um, which means that there are bits where like water has built up and rotted away and can now drip in. It's clearly it's like an abandoned type warehouse thing. It, so it's pitch black inside. Yeah, it would be. It would be very dark. But there's light from the from the trapdoor. I think also Nerium and Avalia both have dark vision, so it wouldn't have like yeah. mattered to them. He's a, he's a drow, and I've got 120 foot of dark vision, so yeah. Yeah, Taro um, has dark vision as well. Nat's the only one as a human oh, cool. who doesn't. So, so like Taro probably pointed out the trapdoor type thing, but also Nerium told you about it. So, and the minute it was open, there's the glow of the lamp from below. Are there any like boxes or anything I could like just tuck behind? There's loads of broken boxes, right? There's lots of broken boxes, lots of broken furniture. You can, but you run the risk of making a bigger noise by trying to get behind something. I think I'm gonna very slowly i don't think i have my scythe with me because i think i was not expecting to go on an adventure um <laughs> i think i thought we were just having dinner um <laughs> but i think i think you know what i do think i have i think i have rupert fucks with me yes you do have rupert <laughs> fucks with you that's correct <laughs> so i'm gonna very slowly draw rupert and go down to a kind of <laughs> combat stance or what i think a combat stance looks there's a like. lot of slow withdrawing of blades from sheaths around here it's all yeah. very on brand um okay so you kind of get into to a combat stance you're looking up you do notice as you do draw rupert is the blade when you were first holding it the first time you kind of saw took the blade it was very much a normal looking dagger it you know uh, had a pommel had the hilt had like the the handle that was wrapped in little bits of leather sharp blade nothing particularly weird about it now when you glance down you can kind of see where it almost looks like the metal rather than being beaten and folded to make a blade has almost like been woven you can see like kind of like a crisscross like when you look at very fine fabric all along it and it's almost like somebody's applied like a really weird like woven texture to the entirety of the knife because it's on the metal and it's on the leather and it's on all of it and as you are holding it it's very cold in the same way that that business card is very cold. And there's this this sense of like, oh, some of this magic is linked to the magic that I'm now more in tune with. Cool. Interesting. So. Good shit, Rupert. <laughs> in, the, in, in the room where it's happening. Uh, so Neri's asked via message, what yes. should she ask Avalia? And I'm going to reply back. Ask him about the, the dozen, but do it in a, like a is he really that well connected kind of way like see if you can get him to open up about that i walk round to the front of him and i withdraw one of my blades and sort of start doing the whole you know like when gary plays with the butterfly knife thing yep 
Yeah, I know. What that's, that's great like. for the podcast because yep. nobody's actually seen him do it. But like Gary's quite good at the whole flicky knife thing, catch it, turn it round stuff. Yep. Which I feel like Nerium could probably do too now. Do you want Foley? <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. Give me a few seconds of Foley. Maybe this is not actually the best Foley. Well, the thing about Foley is that sometimes the sounds of the real sound don't sound as good as a fake sound made yeah. to sound like the real sound. This is very true. This is true. Anyway, doing that, um, and I look at him, and I say, Of course, it wasn't a Yu-Gi-Oh card at all, was it? It was a calling card. I don't know what you mean, darling. I've got a fair few calling cards from people, though. Oh, you do. Surely I'd recognise something like that. This one's very special, though. This one's a calling card from some very powerful people. How would you know something like that, then? Where have you been digging? Digging? Me? No. Little bird told me. <laughs> Literally. It was a nightlark. Yay! Hey. Nobody's going to get that, but I get that. So how well do you know these very powerful people, Evelia? Well, I know them well enough to get a job done for a here and there. <laughs> Why, you ain't looking for a job, are you? Thought I was all behind you. I know that they aren't the sort of people that like their calling card flashed around. And I'm not sure you do. I don't think you know what you're talking about. I think you should probably just stick to where your actual skills are, darling. So, this nice conversation that we're having, you don't want to continue it? I think you can talk about something a little bit more interesting than old court cases. You're right. You're absolutely right. And you know what? It's a special treat. For you today, I brought a friend. That I will become visible and ignite my blade Holy at the same oh, time. Shit. Yeah. For sure. The minute you say friend, like his expression is very interested, and then you you turn to your shoulder and like call a name, <laughs> and like his face drops, and then Nat appears out of invisibility with a flaming sword, and he like does his best to scrabble back, like going, "Fuck! Shh! What the?" F- I uh, grab that loop of rope that I put at the back of his head okay. and tug. All right. Yep. <laughs> okay. So we now have a largely naked hogtied Avalia, yep. uh, and I am holding him firmly in order that Nat may question him directly. His his um his personal situation has not yet changed, but you can see the conflict on his <laughs> face. <laughs> oh, <God>. uh. <laughs> I don't want to know about his personal situation. No, but that is very much legit and in character. Oh, God. Why did I invent this thing? I'm so sorry. Horny crime. When will you learn there are consequences Bonk. to your actions? How was I to know there would be consequences to my actions? When will you learn? Listen. Uh, as you are doing this, Taro, you hear again from above you that little of a footstep. And you, because you're on high high alert, and I'm going to take your earlier success, you feel this sudden displacement of magic above you. And it is immediately right behind you. And a hand reaches out and, like, claps over your mouth. And the other kind of, like, goes around, like, your chest and, like, neck to try and throw you to the floor. So I guess we're kind of in combat, is. which is my fault, but I set this up and there's no other way this is going to go. So as a note to our listeners, we haven't yet finalized our combat system. So I don't think combat's different. 
I think it's the same. Yeah. We're going to uh, we're going to kind of see how this goes. At the moment, we're trying to do it via ability rolls because at the moment, at least, no one is actually trying to kill anyone or do HP damage. And also, you two downstairs are not aware of this. So, Taro, you are grabbed suddenly from behind by somebody who can do some form of magic. What is your initial? I. You know, I've been grabbed. I'll, I'll let, it, let them do the grab. Let's see what they have to say. Let's see what's going on. Okay, cool. So you don't really resist this person. They got the jump on me. They can go for it. Like, I'm not going to try and fight my way out. They clearly have the advantage. Okay. You are kind of like half pushed to the floor. And then you feel again this displacement of magic. And it is very similar uh. to the spell that you do when you pulled oh. Halloumi through oh, no. through the uh, the hell portal because suddenly for a second and and this time round it's very very dizzying and it's very nauseating to not be the one in control but you kind of see this glimpse of of the hellscape go past you and for a second you kind of see the face of the boss who goes oh interesting and <laughs> you are suddenly face down in a carriage that starts Fuck. moving immediately and this person is like kneeling one knee on your back and like one knee kind of like grabbing your horns to like keep your like face down to the floor of this carriage. Can I do a uh, WhatsApp call? Yes, absolutely. Hi everyone. Uh, <laughs> somebody ambushed me upstairs and I think I'm being kidnapped. What? What? Oh, what? Yeah, it's not ideal. I would probably be concerned if there were more of them maybe, but... I think I'm being kidnapped. I think that's... Avril, I think you should be concerned. I think you should poof your way back here. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm grabbed. I'll give it a try, though. Hang on one sec. Can I can I poof out of this person's grip? Is that possible? Yeah, Dimension Door is teleportation. You just you just go. Well, but they're grabbing you, so I think they're coming with you. Yeah. So, so where are you going back to? Are you going back to literally where you started, like the staircase? Yeah, but preferably like a couple inches over so we fall down the stairs. Okay, yeah, I like that very much. Nice. Um, so yes, yeah, so you kind of like pull back and this time again, it's not as nauseating, it's not as sickening. And as you glance over in this hellscape, um, you see somebody who looks identical almost to Avalia. Like there's, it would be very <laughs> difficult to tell the difference. But the hair's dyed black. The hair is dyed black, yep. Um, and she's looking absolutely shocked like a, an expression that does not suit her face like absolute shock as you kind of like pull her back through this hellscape and the boss just gives you a thumbs up like as you again like <laughs> whoosh past him i, I want a finger gun <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's great and you and avril go, employee of the month you and avril go tumbling down the staircase in a tangle of limbs and cloaks and horns and, and long black hair and kind of hit the floor kind of behind Nat in the room where Avalia is uh, hogtied, personally predicamented and Nat is standing Please tell me that he, he goes down when his sister turns up There is a second where it is clear he has no idea what the fuck is happening and then the minute that he sees it in his sister, he really like cringes away and again he's like I would like to stab with my flaming sword into the leg of the the intruder. The intruder oh, intruder. Yes. Get that one first. To try and pin them 
to the ground okay. with a flaming sword. Make me a roll for that. I think we're still deck space. Mm-hmm. I think Nat's good at this. Um, Nat's canonically pretty good at stabbing. Nat's good with a sword. Okay, yeah. so that's a, that's a plus six overall. Ooh, that's a three, so nine. Mixed success. Mixed success. Okay, yeah, uh, I think you do. You, you get that sword right through her leg. You also get it through Taro's hand which is oh. like right oh, no. underneath Ow. her also because they're kind of tangled together. So it goes through the leg <laughs> and then through Taro's hand on the floor. That's the same hand that you got that little cut on earlier. Now it's got a big <laughs> cut through it. Nat, Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Taro. Sorry. Uh, I'll heal it afterwards. <laughs> Ow. Could just kill the, kill the fucking jumpy kidnapper thing. Okay. I want to elbow the fucking person who kidnapped okay, me. Okay, make a roll. And I also, I need somebody to make a roll for me because I don't have any dice on my new desk. So can somebody also roll me a nat 20? Uh, not, oh, please roll me a nat 20. <laughs> no, I mean, I would if I could, but I just rolled you a 13. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so so she's going to have a bonus on this. So, so it's going to go into a success. What was your roll, Ed? I am, can I roll with um, dexterity? Yeah, absolutely. And what are you doing? Your... your Smacking her. This is a kind of scrambly elbow. Yeah. This is like scramble fighting. Yep. I bet. I bet Taro's better at scramble fighting. Actually. That's true. Probably than like a. Th- this is like intended to be like a cheap yeah, shot. Yeah. 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 Hair pulling, eye gouging. It's all, all in right. there. I'll take a plus two on that, so I'll go to six. That is twenty-three. Twenty-three. So okay. So very good success. Yeah. Um. So I think what happens is as you start you both kind of like twist at the same time and she has pulled a dagger and it's a very kind of like wicked like a hooked serrated type dagger it like looks gnarly and she manages to kind of like rake it across your arm as you manage to get in a few good hits and i think with your success you kind of like knock it out of her hand although one of your hands is still kind of pinned to the floor under her legs you manage to like elbow the knife out of her hand but you do get a big kind of like cut down your arm for once in fights you are taking the most damage here which is incredible but uh you get like a good like crack across her face um and she's she's pretty pinned via the sword and also you kind of scrabble fighting on top of her avalir is like trying to like get to his feet and like struggle out of the ropes i want to throw phantasmal force on uh avriel okay what are you trying to do a flaming cage much like the sword i want to to make it look no, no, it's only in her head. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember the previous use, which was the sperm dungeon. Yeah. If I remember yes, correctly. That, you remember the sperm dungeon? <laughs> I don't remember that actually. Cool. That's quite proud of the sperm Excellent. dungeon. Excellent. But it, this time, what happens is the flames from the sword lick upwards and grow and spread and become a cage around her. Okay. Uh, you've done that before, so I think you're going to roll. I think with like, uh, what do you think? Do you think a plus two or a plus four is fair here? Plus two. Plus two? I've not. I've only done it. I've only done the sperm cage once, and <laughs> I tried it on the guard, and it didn't work. So I don't think I get more than a plus two. Plus two then. Well, I just rolled the seventeen. Nice oh, nice. So that's a nineteen. I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. So she suddenly like flattens herself to the ground in like fear. You can see like sweat kind of beading on her forehead. She is staring at like something that the other two if you can't really see i think Nering, you can kind of see what you've cast around her otherwise it's mm. hard to track um and she's like desperately like trying to pull one of her her legs like back away from where she thinks the flaming cage is and she kind of like lets out this half shriek half like hiss and as a free action i'm gonna just say to both of them 
I never liked either of you. Okay. Have you have you got a Neri? Uh, well, for the moment. Okay, I will withdraw sword. Okay. Ow. And kind of help Taro get out from I'm under. Scampering. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, sorry, Avriel, I'm gonna try and pin her again with the sword. Okay. Like, take take time and like stab down. Okay. Do you want me to? Yeah, please. Roll once more. <laughs> Okay, that's a 17 plus whatever, so that's where are over you, 20. Where are you stabbing her to pin her? I think the other leg. Okay, <laughs> yep. Are we Jesus. talking like thigh or shin or like like calf or... I think thigh. Thigh, okay. So like she's... Like in between those two bones. Yeah, nice. Uh, again, not morally ambiguous character. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, we'll go with morally ambiguous. I bet Avalir is stood there going, at least it's only silk rope. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He he is trying to like scrabble away from from the both of you. He is looking panicked and vaguely terrified and again Avriel lets out this kind of secondary shriek scream. Good job we went somewhere where we wouldn't be heard. That's pretty good. Uh-huh. A, t- a taro? Just just come ho- over here slightly. I can't let go of the sword. I- I'll heal you. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Zoop. Does my my wound What does it look like when you heal wounds again? I I maybe like sort of wipe my hand over the areas where the wounds are and they like slowly like knit back together mm. and yeah. um, like reform under like my touch. That. And I think there's a slight like golden glow from it because Ooh. I've oh, got nice. my Healy from Divine Magic. Ooh. You do. That's true. Yeah, very much so. It probably feels quite warm. Oh, that's nice. I want to run upstairs and get Rupert because I probably dropped Rupert when I got warp portaled. Yeah, that's fair. You run up, you grab Rupert. You get a weird sense of relief from the knife when you pick him up. Oh. Like, thanks for not abandoning me. <laughs> Daddy! <laughs> so, Avalir, that nice conversation we were having, it's not so nice anymore. Start talking. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> Sorry, I had my head like the second, the second I picked up. Now, who is this person? Why did I get teleported on? What is it? What's happening? That's Avril. That's Avalir's sister. She's, if anything, more dangerous. She seems. She has magic. She might even know more than he does. Very interesting. Who do you work for? She like, she half sits up, and she is um, in great pain. Clearly, she's she's you know sweating. She's a little bit shaky, but she like puts her hand around like the the blade of your sword that is through her leg, mm-hmm. and she goes, "I work for myself and Avalir." I'll avenge you, but good luck. And she dimension doors again with your sword. I'm holding that sword. <gasps> I'm holding that sword. Uh, I think, are you going to try and contest this? So are you going to try and Ooh. fight the teleport or are you going to try and pull the sword out of her grip? So that's two different things. You're going to try and fight it on a magic uh-huh. basis or on like trying to pull the sword out from her before. she, Because you feel in that like second, that little whoop of magic building up. I'm still keeping track of spell slots for the moment. Yep. So I'm going to try and dispel magic because I'm going to fight it. Okay. I'm going to try and just stop her. What do you think your bonus on that would be? I think given this is like completely on the fly, no preparation at all, and I've maybe only cast it once or twice before because I don't think it's a very practicable thing because mm-hmm. I'd have to be dispelling somebody, somebody else's... else's magic. Yeah. I'm just going to say it's a zero. Okay. And Ooh, we'll see brave. what the... Brave. What the dice decide. I'm so excited. Oh, that's a nat 20. Oh, oh nice. nice. 
So. Dank fuck. Yeah, so I think like you kind of wrench and you, you you do kind of tear like a like a bigger hole in like her thigh from the force of like pulling back both like with such vigor to, to dispel that. And also because you're fighting against her leaving. Um, and she kind of like, she wavers in a way where Taro, you kind of see those like threads like snap and pull taunt and then kind of get pulled back in place. And she does not, she doesn't go. She's stuck. Oh, you're staying here, bitch. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit rude, Nat. <laughs> Golly, Nat, you sound okay. different. Okay, yeah. She attacked you, Taro. That's true, but... Yeah, and we don't want her getting out of here. We don't want... It's certainly not her letting anyone know what's happening. And she has questions to answer. Should we just kill her and ask her afterwards? Because mm. then she can't escape. But she'll probably not give us any answers. Yeah, but there's no guarantee she'll do that now anyway. We'll leave, we'll leave killing her and... Um, ripping her soul uh, back from the uh, netherworld uh, as a a last resort. Let's see if she can answer any questions for us in the meantime. Not to cheapen the mystique of my personal, uh, you know, my personal uh, finding myself journey, but we should just make it clear that that's on the table. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting bottle that's flying there. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry about that. Okay. What the fuck is that? It's just a bottle. <laughs> or a pigeon. I don't know which one. It doesn't matter. It's not important. Avriel, who I know you're working for yourself. Who are you working for now? Contracted out to. She is looking suitably shaken by having her magics uh, upturned not once, but twice in like a few minutes. Her brother is practically naked and hogtied on the floor, and she is now full of bleeding wounds from Mm -hmm. a flaming sword that has been repeatedly now stabbed into her. And she's also watched you heal up your buddy. So she is suitably shaken. So she's she kind of like takes a couple of deep breaths and she looks around the three of you and she goes, I'm between jobs right now. I'm just looking after my brother who clearly fucking needs it. Oh, he really does. Yeah. So you wouldn't know anything about his recent work with the dozen, would you? <laughs> I set it up. Oh, tell us all about that. I don't think I will. Oh. Twist sword. Oh, make me a roll. You're trying to get her to talk. I would say something like an intimidation-y type thing. Okay. Ah, so this is one of the things. So now, now has lower charisma because, to be honest, she always should have had lower charisma. Yeah. And it's just because spells. So... <laughs> Nat's got a charisma of one, mm-hmm. but she is canonically very good at intimidating, especially with the flaming sword. Especially with violence. So, so I'm probably good yeah. at achieving pain using <laughs> yeah. precise yeah. application of a bladed weapon. So I think that's a plus four. Yes. I would. So a total of plus five. Okay. Yeah. And yep. I would also say that you can get help on this because I think everybody Ooh. in here is also being very threatening. Hell yeah. I am I I am I am radiating faith in Nat's ability to intimidate. Do you want to roll your help then? I think I'm standing sort of half behind Nat, leaning round the side of her and like nodding vigorously with <laughs> okay. very wide eyes, like yeah, aha, yeah. <laughs> nice. You're a hype man right now. Do you also have her brother on a technical leash? In no, one I mean hand? I'm just sort of dragging him around at this point. Yeah. It depends how much he's resisting, but I think he's probably a bit wobbly at this stage. Okay. Because I am a good and honest person, oh, I no. will say that I rolled that, and it did come out as a one. Oh, yeah. no. Oh. 
Epic okay. fail. Sorry. No, I said we wouldn't call it that. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> it's a fucksy whoopsie. You fucksy it's a fucksy whoopsie. You... It's a calamity. It's a calamity. You bungled your help. Taro, are you helping? Was that minus four? That that is a minus four. Yeah. It, unless Taro. Oh, and we said Nerim would be like implicated in the in the thing, right? Yeah. I, I know what's going to happen with that nat fail. I don't think I'm helping. I think I'm just okay. like sitting there. So that's a, a, a total of plus one. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's a nine. A nine. So that's a, a mixed success. Ten. Yeah, mixed success. Okay. So I think what happens is uh, with that with that critical fail, uh, the epic calamity, what happens is that as Nerium kind of like peers around Nat's thighs to like hype up, Avalia manages to twist enough that he knocks you over, Nerium. He just knocks you like ass over tea kettle and the two of you kind of go rolling um, and I think what happens is you have successfully like intimidated Avril, uh, but Avalia now has managed to pin Nerium simply by being kind of a lot bigger and kind of like mm. manages to have like a knee like in your stomach type thing and like has you pretty good pinned on the ground mm. and he's gonna at the same time that like Avril looks up in like horror and agony to Nat he's gonna shout kind of like run get out of here with a sword in your yeah she can't but like that's what he's saying like this is, <laughs> it's not the brains of the operation here she says it was an initiation type thing set up a hit report it use the card smooth things over no one looks into it when it's a dozen so it was you guys that helped lady belva fake her own death I should imagine that Lady Belver was being paid for or working for some other Sundarian gang, but she came to me. An initiation for who? An initiation for my brother to get in over in Sundarian. Did it succeed? As soon as that elf gets her head chopped off, it will have done. There's been some problems on that front, clearly, and you three are adding to them. Well, we can't be having this. Ain't a hit if there are loose ends to be tied up still. It's not good, clean finishing. No, and he's rather taken, what, a decade to do the job? Which is not what the dozen like. Yeah, I don't feel like you were getting... I'm staring up at Avalir at this point, who has got me uh, uncomfortably pinned under a shoulder and a knee. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, yeah, I don't think they were going to let you in anyway at this point. Shut the fuck up. It was going fine until things... And then he, like, cuts himself off. Oh, no, please keep talking. He was going to say something good. He was going to say something good. How was I meant to know that she had so many fucking friends up in the upper circles? Look at her. (laughs) She's a fucking (laughs) waste of space. I want to say that laugh is in character. Yeah. (laughs) How long have you known, Belen? You were... You were gone. Melvin was gone. Jarrah can't get their head out of the laughing cat long enough to think of anything other than that fucking little shithole. She was an easy fucking mark. I mean, I think your your remarkable inability to ascertain an easy mark and carry out a job, I'm really doing you a favour with this. And I, I, I still have my hands free. Mm-hmm. His hands are tied behind his back. So although I am pinned to the floor, I think I can probably get to a dagger. Yeah. Can I um, whap it into his gut and pull upwards? Yeah, you're gonna have to make me a roll for that. Uh, what do I add to that? My dex? What do you think? How are you? Are you attacking with kind of like being really fast and really kind of like yeah. side to handy rather than like? I actual would always use dex for an attack. Right. So then dex. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. 
Is that something you're like very good at? You're pretty good at stabbing as well. Yeah. So I get my two as well. I think you get your added two. Okay, that's 18. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, you plunge that into into his uh, uncovered, unarmored gut. And you are you are you trying to kill? Yeah. Yeah. I it mean, sounded I, like a kill yeah, move. Yeah, I'm bored of him. <laughs> that was a and fatality. And I don't like him and he's touching me. Yeah, unfortunately. I've been very patient and he could have answered lots of nice questions and we would have done this. Unfortunately, as you pull your, your blade, your dagger up, a lot more of him is now touching you because you do kind of like open him up on top of you. So yeah, that's like a pinata, like a pinata <laughs> uh, of, of entrails all over, all over you. And Ugh. as that happens, he like chokes out this this noise. There's that like little like blood from his lips as he stares down at you. And there is fury and shock in his eyes before they kind of go lifeless and cold in his lumps. And Avriel kind of shrieks out a noise of fury and terror. Good. Um, I'm glad he's gone. <laughs>